I'm Annie Fox. And I'm Laurel Pinson. And this is Workwives, conversations at your desk with the woman who knows you best. I sort of start in at a certain high level of energy and slowly am drained by whatever social interaction I'm having. And that sounds bad, but it's, it's not bad. It just means like I can't go forever. Like I want to make sure that everybody's having a good time at all times. So I get so anxious. Like if somebody's going to come over like Joel will tell me later, he'll be like, oh, I just told my mom to come over whenever. And I'll be like, whenever? Like, what time exactly? I'm in a robe. This room is a mess. What if she comes over while I'm trying to do a thing with Henry? And he's kind of like, that'll be fine because, like, life is messy and they can just arrive during the mess. You know, yeah. because that's, like, yeah. very much what he's like. But I'm kind of like, yeah, but I would really like for them to arrive at the right time for me. And at the right moment where they can just sort of slide in and then I'll be like, oh, and I've made coffee, you know, and I'm dressed and our kid is well behaved. You know, maybe that's me and performance anxiety or maybe that's or maybe it's like introvert, extrovert. I don't know, because I feel like I'm similar in that in that way of like getting anxiety, social anxiety, because I feel responsible for people. I don't even know having a fine time. Oh, yeah. I don't know why the fuck. You're, like, I, you're having a bad time. This is on me. This is on me. Somehow. I don't know how. Um, and Nash definitely doesn't have that. And he's very similar to Joel in that he's like, he will happily be with people for as long as people will have let him be around them. Like he will go all night, all next day, all night, all next. Like he could, he loves it. And I am very clear, particularly when people come into my house, who I love, and I think I've said this before, I, when people walk in, I'm like, hi, thank you so much for coming. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Do you want wine? You've got to be out by 10. Yeah. Like this is like, the parameters. I cannot function. If I feel like people don't know when they have to leave, yeah, because I just fear that someone they could just, just linger, and it's happened before. It's happened before. I, it ha- didn't happen to me. It actually happened to my best, my bestie who I used to live with. It was my friend. We invited him over, and I should have actually thought this out a little more. He came over. He took his shoes off and put them by the door. He mm-hmm. had a backpack. Uh oh. Yep. He stayed all night and all the next day. His toothbrush the next morning was in our toothbrush fucking holder. Jesus. We dragged the television from the living room into my room while he was asleep in the room next door because we didn't want to hang out in a common area so that he would wake up, see no one was there and just leave. He didn't leave. Then we got into the car in our pajamas because we didn't want, she didn't want to go into the next room to get her shit out. We got in the car, went to McDonald's, got driving, went straight back into our room. He woke up and then came into the room with us and oh hung my out word. in the bed. I will never live like that again, eh? And that's why everyone has an out time now. I'm like, thank you so much for coming over. I really want to hang out with you but you have to be out at 10 i just wonder though like who's winning you know oh i'm definitely winning i mean because i get to be alone all the time i get that's winning right i could never decide if like if i got to choose which one i would want to be which one i would want to be i just have so many solo activities that i love doing Mm -hmm. that i could never be nash even if i was like hey you've got a choice between being like more nash like and having sort of not having any of that social anxiety and actually really enjoying going out with people Mm mm-hmm or you could sort of be a little neurotic and have terrible social skills and really question spending time with people, but get to but do have this all like these magical imaginary life. Yeah, and like right. have all these like hobbies that you really love that involve just you. Yeah, same. I would choose that. I think every time. Yeah, that's why Seamless is so successful. <laughs> I know they cater to people who don't even want to go outside to get the food because the interaction with the person at the place is too much. They texted me about. What I are saw you that. Doing? We need to tell the other workwives as we were sitting here. 
Laurel Pinson got what felt like a very personal text message from Seamless to let you know that there was some deal at your favorite place, Joy Indian. They're texting me now. Also, they gave you the option to opt out. You didn't opt out. out. You didn't opt out. You didn't type stop, did you? (laughs) No, because you're like, you know what? This is going to come in handy one day. Maybe I will. Maybe (laughs) I'm totally in support of it. I just love how predictable you are. They probably timed it to the taping of this show. Yeah, <laughs> like around about five thirty on Free a Wednesday. <laughs> so blind spot's been off. I've still got a week. It's really weird. I haven't been caught up with a live show in a long time, but I sort of watched all the episodes and you now I'm caught up. But anything. there isn't a new one. I won't tell you anything. I'm too down. I won't tell you anything. But I will say that you know, like a week's kind of a long time to wait, and I really need to like fill the will they won't they drama hole in my life. I might have something better for you than a will they won't they because you better know what? than downloading lots of. Old I'm getting a, of yeah. Alias. I'm getting a little tired of the will they won't they tension. And Fair. I think what we're both looking for is a will they is a will yes, they definitely yes. <laughs> a will they definitely drama. It's actually a comedy and um it, better yeah it isn't hasn't launched yet. It's called Unicorn Land. Unicorn land. Yeah. It's about it sounds like being a, fanciful a place. unicorn. Being a unicorn like Being a sexual unicorn. A sex unicorn. A sexual unicorn. Because <laughs> a sex unicorn is like, you know, the person in the club in the suit that's like boning them with their horn, I guess. <laughs> it's like what I thought of. Yeah, no. I will say. It is when you are like the, you know what? Get the get that Sam from Sex and the City would call you the guest star. Ah. It's like the guest star of the 90s is the unicorn of the 2017s. Ah, there you go. Yeah. You know what? I have heard of this show. And I heard of this show because Meredith Clark, one of our editors, actually told me about it. Yes. I didn't know the proper terminology until this moment. Yes. She but. is. Well, she was a unicorn. I mean, I just feel like when you've been a unicorn, you, you're a unicorn for life. I don't know. I, I think this is something that she should probably answer yeah. herself. Yeah. Well, let's bring her in here and have her discuss. Good plan. Meredith Clark, welcome back. Yay, Meredith. Thanks, guys. Um, we've had you on a couple of times now. Yeah, I'm um, getting to be a regular now. Yeah, I know. You've been in the bone zone. Coached us post-Women's March on activism. True, true. And today, you're going to explain to us what a unicorn is. Yeah. Other than a mythical white horse with a horn. Yeah, with, yeah. A, with a coat peg on his head. Although they are just about as rare. Oh, tell. Very exciting. So uh, unicorn is the term that people have come up with to describe the third person who comes into a couple to either uh, just have a threesome or get involved in a triad polyamorous relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the reason they call them unicorns is it's pretty rare to find a, a woman or a man who's down with coming in and hanging for whatever, without making things weird. I mean, I think it kind of sounds like the best seat on the bus, if you ask me. I mean, same. This is. I uh, mean, right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> this is why right. you're here. This is why you're yep. here. How you have been a unicorn, or, or do you get to be a unicorn forever now that you've been a unicorn once? Like, are you well, now just yeah. a unicorn in life? I mean, I call myself a unicorn, obviously, but I think I wouldn't necessarily call it. I wouldn't have it be my identity forever because I'm not currently dating a couple okay mm, so yeah. it's a it's a state of being i think as yeah, part yeah. of a relationship so i'm really interested that you use the phrase dating a couple so mm-hmm. can, you, can you talk about like that dynamic a little bit more yeah well it was it felt like even when i had individual relationships with two of them I and mean, where we had you know we could talk or text or hang out and enjoy getting along i just always felt like 
I wasn't there to have a relationship with one or the other. It didn't feel like I was trying to create a situation that was equal between all three of us because I wasn't there. Like they didn't need to be getting something from me that was, you know, they they had what they needed and they wanted something extra. And I like to think of myself in that way, which just meant that it was easier to think of them as a unit because they did have their whole life. How did you end up in this situation? Uh, Okay. So after I, uh, or after my wedding got canceled, uh, I was definitely not in the mood to go and date anyone. Fair. But I was definitely interested in continuing to have sex with people because definitely needed that. Um, And for some reason, I thought, you know, like, hooked up with I haven't had a threesome for a while maybe I'll give this a shot and I decided maybe I'd see what was out there so I downloaded one of the apps that's available and ended which up which app yeah it was let's get specific yes because yes. I'm so, taking notes <laughs> so the app at the time was called Thrinder uh, which oh. was Tinder for threesomes and mm. now is called Field oh um, Field F-E-E-L-D. And, oh, I see what they Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what they I was like, you can do it. Mm-hmm. like, of dreams? Yeah. Like, yeah, you build like, it and oh, they like will come? Because flowers? that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, you know, you're playing the field. Oh, yeah. Feeling it up. Like, yeah, it's happening. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and so within, you know, I was kind of hungover one morning, downloaded the app. Within a couple of hours, I'd already made a date for the evening with a couple that lived not far away from me and ended up really hitting it off with them. Holy so, shit. Yeah. That is the most productive anyone has ever been hungover, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, turned out to be great. And, um, you know, it was a few months. Like, it wasn't a serious thing by any means. But, you know, it was a couple. They were open. They were both kind of dating other people at different times. But we ended up hanging out a lot and had a nice little trio going on. Tell me about the first date. Um, Is it like a first date compounded because you're first dating two people at exactly the same time a little bit although that's the nice thing about going to bars in bushwick like it's pretty low impact even if you're <laughs> feeling nervous you true, true, we're, true. All, we're all still getting drunk in the summer you know this yeah, is, yeah fair enough fine. fair enough um but it was kind of nerve-wracking because i didn't know exactly which i didn't know which one of them i was gonna have to talk to first and then you know how what am i gonna Like, do we just jump straight to the, are we going to go back to your place? Or do we have, like, do we try and see if we have chemistry? Like, or what kind of chemistry are we trying to find? Um, Luckily, they were just really fun, kind of crazy people. So we (laughs) had, you know, had a blast and then just went from there. That's a little bit of a trail off. And then just went from there. So, like, (laughs) meaning the first date was, like, and then I knew we, like, made a second date right away or... Oh, no. I just slept with them. Oh, wait. So it it was a successful first date. That's what I thought. I thought it was, like, well, you know, we got to clarify. really well and I'll text you tomorrow. No, 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 no. We definitely hooked up, like, right away. Great. Yeah. Okay. Um, And so that's how you knew. Yeah. And we ended up spending the summer together. We hung out at the beach. You know, we were down at Fort Tilden, all three of us. We we would go to dance parties together. so, yeah. is being a unicorn the opposite of being the third wheel in that you are like the most popular, most sought after element of the relationship? Like you don't feel left out because everybody wants to like, yeah, well, like get and, a piece of the mythical creature, <laughs> right? Um, and I mean, I was always you're always kind of in the driver's seat. You know, you're the one with the control because they get to deal with each other. 
you know, you get to leave whenever you want, and they're stuck with each other no matter what's going on. <laughs> so <laughs> I had not, I had so not thought of it that way because I sort of though. kept thinking like, oh, well, they really have a lot of the power because they're the people who have like planned ahead of time. Well, this is the kind of relationship we want to have with this person or anything like that. But I had not thought that you're absolutely right. You can just leave at any time. Yeah, I mean, and if I'm not down with it, or if there's a time where I'm like, I don't know, guys, I'm just not feeling a threesome tonight. Like, whatever. That's you know, they don't yeah. they don't care that much. Do you have chickens? As a as like a a, th- a thruple, like um, how are we feeling? How's it like? Do you have to have that conversation, which is you like, which is the dreaded moment in most like, or is that like the moment dating? where you kind of know it's maybe losing its fire? I don't know. I mean, I didn't feel like we needed to have that kind of conversation because I was pretty clear about how casual I wanted to keep things. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were moments where you did have to sort of say like these are some boundaries that I have and like I understand like you want to hang out right now but like it does feel like you're seri- like actually dating just another person you're just having that conversation with two people with instead two people. yeah I really kind of relish and I don't know if this is like the sort of post 50 shades version of women but I love the idea of like having really well discussed boundaries before you engage in a thing and weirdly I think something like a thruple or being a unicorn sort of affords you a moment to make that clearer because it's almost like you all sort of arrive for a thing. And that's something that actually, like, I remember telling a friend that I preferred going on, you know, Thrinder or whatever um, way more than I enjoyed doing it, like, regular Tinder or Bumble or something because the pretenses that were required for, like, you know, dating or even just if you were going to hook up with someone, there was these weird layers of bullshit on Mm -hmm. regular dating apps. And, like, if you were on Thrinder... Like, everybody knows you're yep. DTF. So, like, you just jump straight to the, do we get along well enough? And, like, do we think one another is hot enough? That I think being explicit is super hot. Same. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't I just, think it takes anything away I just from, like, of, oh, there's no mystery. Like, will we, won't we? Like, I find showing up and, and then all being like, shall we? We will? Okay, great. Let's go back to my apartment. Like, that's equally hot. On this sort of track of boundaries, what other things or, like, other self-care tips I don't want to call them tips but like things just the mm-hmm. tips <laughs> I mean you couldn't just not. try and really couldn't help yourself yeah, without me doing that there. um one of the th- in terms of just taking care of yourself both because you were sort of post breakup and because you were sort of exploring something new maybe um what, how were you taking care of yourself? How were you checking in with yourself? Uh, well, you know, some of it was just making sure that I was not spending too much time with them. So, you mm-hmm. know, I liked hanging out and I felt like, oh, I've got some, you know, in some ways it felt like having a new set of friends and we could just all chill um, because I needed to be able to make sure I was still by myself and not getting too involved in somebody else's drama. <sighs> and that was the last thing I, I, you know, that there's nothing, there's no faster unicorn boner killer than seeing the people that you're well, then you're just a horse with. without yeah. the <laughs> without the horn you're just a horse ain't nobody down for that I also was always just really careful to make sure that I never said yes to doing like to hanging out with them if I was less than really excited because it's bad enough you know I mean you can kind of talk yourself into having sex with somebody you're seeing so when you're not super into true. it but the like it creates a whole other level of like weird pressure if you're supposed to be the magical fun one and you're not feeling it like that's not what I was there for like I don't need to be having mediocre sex with people when the whole premise of this relationship is that we're like basically there for the fucking that is so pragmatic by you that performance element is interesting and something I hadn't thought of as potentially being 
also having its own downside. Like the thing that excite, like is so exciting and interesting about being the unicorn, I imagine, well, would be for me, is that like you get to be the mythical, magical creature. Yeah. But some days when you're just like, I can't be fucked being even human, let alone close to magical. I imagine that trying to force yourself to get there probably is not going to work. I did know it was time to end things when they wanted to do a group Halloween costume and go out partying together. Mm. Oh, yeah. I love and that the line was, for you yeah. was group Halloween But costume. agree. How much do you yeah. agree with that, though? Uh, it's such a sign. Agree. Can you also tell me what the group was? Like, was it something really lame like Golden Girl? Not lame, but like non-sexual? Like, we let's were be the all going to be three different versions of David Bowie. It would have been a fun costume, but I just like didn't want to be like, obligated mm, to hang out with no. them. Also, that does suggest, like, like, a different type of dynamic when you're, like, crafting together. Yeah. Trick-or-treating together, certainly. Did you get any coaching from anybody before you entered into this? Like, did you talk to anybody else who had been in similar situations? Or did you just kind of go in and just Oh, like a unicorn mentor? Or a show? no, just a a pal. Unicorn Mm. pal. pal. No, I just kind of jumped into it. I mean, it seemed like something I wanted to... It felt like a fun adventure to try, so I did it. I'd seen a couple of friends you know dating within like triads before so Mm. I like had examples but it didn't I didn't feel like I needed advice on taking care of myself I mean this was you know what was the worst that was going to happen I had a had a mediocre threesome and then never talked to somebody again like I mean mediocre threesomes are fucking traumatic (laughs) (laughs) maybe you're better at dealing with them than I am like what the worst could, could happen you're like a mediocre threesome i'm like the most awkward and horrible date you've ever been on that you can't <laughs> seem to get out of and you're at a bar and you just can't end it and there's two of them and ugh. yeah for me it's yes. always like social anxiety i'm like i'm like awkward sex is no big deal like, whatever that's like that's bad ish but like, you, like you just can't escape an awkward social conversation you're just like i don't like this couple but i don't know how to get out of this like so, and, oh, can i get a car home yeah i mean i do not worry about that stuff but i am definitely never having terrible sex ever again if i can help <gasps> that it. is a great great goal yeah. Goals for 2017. For life. I mean, obviously for yeah. life. But, but from now till but Certainly life. in the current climate. Just don't be also having bad sex. Um, so how long, how long did you guys date for? Um, three or four months probably. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you had an impact on that relationship? Do you feel like when you left it, it was different somehow? You know, I'm not actually that sure. I think that, um, well, a little bit. I think, you know, I know that the guy seemed sadder than I had expected Mm. Um, he seemed to have genuinely like formed a connection um, which I was a little surprised about I guess I wasn't um, well you know I've been functioning like I have no serious feelings right now so (laughs) to me what do you mean you've developed some feelings here and that you're sad that I don't want to hang out with you anymore I don't understand this yeah (laughs) this isn't what I signed up for Um, but I don't think that I had any effect on their relationship in terms of when things ended they had a significantly different you know relationship to one another or you know felt more positively or negatively towards Mm -hmm. one another and I think I guess I'm not sure that it would have mattered to me if that had been a thing um because I was pretty clear about what I wanted and what I was Mm -hmm. there for and if they couldn't handle that, like, that's not really my problem. Oh, so good. You are so good with boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be my boundaries solid. Sherpa. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Boundary Sherpa. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. I learned a lot.
Okay, there's two things really I want to discuss after Meredith's chat or our chat with Meredith. One, boundary setting, amazing work. Two, successful threesomes, how the fuck does she do it? Because the mechanics have just never worked for me and I really, like, I could almost do a whole episode just asking her how that shit works. Agree. Yeah. The boundaries thing I actually thought was the hardest. I mean, whatever. I have trouble setting boundaries, like, in friendships. So the idea of setting boundaries in, like, a sort of complex and nuanced sexual relationship setting would be incredibly difficult. But I just sort of love – I mean – We talk a lot at work, you know, we sort of have an expression about how, you know, one of the elements of true fulfillment is putting your life mask on yourself first, your oxygen mask on yourself first. Um, And I think that that is the fucking definition of putting your oxygen mask on yourself first. It's like, this is what I am here for myself. And then that is my first concern. My, I'm impressed that she can enforce them. I think my problem is, well, at least in sort of romantic and sexual relationships, because I agree in friendships, I'm not particularly good at setting boundaries. But in sexual relationships, I feel like I'm good at setting boundaries, but then I just, they just somehow don't end up mattering. And I don't Mm. know if that's, I'm not diligent enough. Like Meredith was also really clear about her boundaries and then stuck to them and was there and was like, okay, I want to hang out with you guys, but if you, if we're not going to stick to my boundaries, I'm like, well, and some of it was even not having guilt. Oh, like, yeah. Like, that shit is really hard to do. That's amazing. Not sort of saying, I'm not going to go over to his house after 10 p.m. because that's not the right move. It's not that kind of boundary. Mm. It's like, I'm not even going to feel bad about it. And if I'm not going to have fun tonight because I'm not in the mood to unicorn it up, I'm not, not going. happening. Oh, so sensible. So sensible. What was your other one? Oh, just the mechanics of it. I mean, like, in full candor, obviously, well, not obviously, in full candor, it has been, you know, decade. A decade? Yeah, like... A de- almost decades since I tried this, so maybe I'm just like, I like older. that you were first being like, it has been decades. Well, wait, maybe one decade, <laughs> somewhere between one decade and two that I have attempted this. So maybe I just have like more coordination than I did in my mid twenties. But I just don't know. How, I, I just don't know how people just do it so seamlessly. At least now we know what the warning signs of any bad threesome would look like, or not bad threesome. That's not fair, but a threesome that's starting to turn into like a relationship. Like yeah. I think. We're work wives. We could definitely have a group Halloween costume. Oh, like definitely. our relationship is there. Like yes. we have agreed to those sorts it's of It's predicated on dope joint things. I mean, who would we be? Oh my gosh, Mike <gasps> and Nikita? Work Wives is produced by Ben Riskin and Acast. Our associate producer, Katiri Benjamin, keeps the ship afloat. And we have production support from the whole staff at Glamour, including Anna Maysline, Lizzie Logan, and Simone Kitchens. And we're recorded right here at Kane Studio in NYC. 